um, I, I, I saw it reported, I think it was today or perhaps you know, late, late, late last night, that the British and American military advisors who helped Ukraine plan this counteroffensive knew it was going to be a mass slaughter. Um, but they figured that the Ukrainians would be fine with um, you know, high casualties um, in, in return for um, recapturing territory. Of course, they've got one and, and not the other. Um, but yes, um, I mean, increasingly we see in the media the, the, uh, the, the, the negative perspectives on um, in, from within Ukraine itself on on, on the uh, proxy war are becoming more you know, more recurrent. There was a New York Times article not long ago um, interviewed the, the mothers of numerous um, you know Ukrainian students who'd been forcibly conscripted and then sent to their their deaths with minimal training. Um, you know <laughs> in order to try and hold you know a potentially strategically you know in, insignificant town of of some variety. They uh, the the Wall Street Journal has acknowledged that you know the, the rate of amputees among um, uh, Ukrainian casualties is between twenty thousand to fifty thousand, which is like absolutely staggering. Um, so yeah, the, the, it's going quite so badly the media can't deny it anymore. I mean, whether we're any closer to the end of this, I don't know.
Um, this really spells out why the counteroffensive, one reason why the counteroffensive has completely failed and why I don't know what they're talking about uh, in the spring, but there might not there might not be an army in the spring for this or a Ukraine. Uh, second chance, a Ukrainian army. Uh, but this is a piece you just wrote. Western press fetishizes yeah. Ukrainian amputee. And I, I found this photo um, just from a medical clinic that has offices across the U.S. that's taking in Ukrainian amputees because there's so many of them. They basically have to be farmed out throughout Europe and the United States. And this is a veteran who lost his arm. Um, and what you did that I think is so significant in this piece, Kit, is you extrapolated out of the total reported by the Wall Street Journal of Ukrainian amputees, the possible total of casualties. And it's it's staggering. It's shocking. I mean, a substantial slice of the entire Ukrainian population has been lost to this proxy war, which is being guided from Brussels and Washington. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it, there was a very, there was an absolutely remarkable um, statistic published by an, an institute in Kiev recently, which was that seventy eight percent of Ukrainians um, know know someone or are related to someone who's died um, in the war, which is just you know kind of completely unimaginable. Like yeah, like transpose that, that you know, transpose that data to the US or the UK. I mean, it would just I mean. The, the, absolutely shocking. There was this remarkable quote from um, a Ukrainian physician who said that now amputee centers in um, Ukraine need to be as common as dentists. Like, the, you know, every every village, every town, every city has to have one or more. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's just, it, it's it's mind-boggling, really. And yes, like, I mean, it's a reflection of how things have just gotten so bad that they can't suppress it anymore. Um, you know, I think, like, a lot of arguments about, uh, well, you know, Ukrainian agency, they're just, they're just totally, rendered rather invalid now. Like, you know, like people are being forcibly conscripted against their will. People are being sent to the front line. Yes, with minimal training, a, a large proportion of, of the population are feeling it directly. Like cemeteries have been excavated and, and enlarged. Like the graves of like people who died in World War One and Two, like moved uh, to accommodate this just mass kind of daily influx of bodies from the front line. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 if this was you know the U.S. or British military um, that was sending just scores and scores and scores of you know, unaccountably vast numbers of people to their almost certain deaths. So this would be national scandal and grounds for a palace revolution.
And then we have this front page article from the Washington Post, which calls the counteroffensive a complete failure. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't get any more clear than this, Wyatt and Alex. Yeah, well, this is what we're seeing right now is kind of this narrative shift where they talk about this in the article about the blame game that's that's starting to develop between different policymakers in Washington and people in Europe. The blame game, really, they're starting it themselves because no one has been selling this proxy war quite as hard as the mainstream media, specifically the Washington Post and the New York Times, who have been all in from this on this from the very beginning, who have been selling us hard this entire time on this idea that first of all that proxy war with russia is desirable and second of all that it's somehow winnable um the fact of the matter is it's you're not going to be able to win a proxy war with russia on their periphery halfway across the world all of us have been saying before the counteroffensive started for months since at least january since the idea of a counteroffensive was being floated all of us have been warning that this is not something that's going to work out for the West, let alone Ukraine. This, this Washington Post article makes clear, they say, quote, while not achieving its objectives, Milley noted Kyiv's success in degrading Russian forces. The Russians are in pretty rough shape. They've suffered a huge amount of casualties. Their morale is not great. So even though this counteroffensive is an utter failure, they haven't even reached the first of three defensive lines they're still miles away from the first line two months in, but it's okay because we've degraded Russia's military capabilities. This is the same thing that they've been saying this entire war, right? Since April 2022, I remember uh, the defense secretary uh, Lloyd Austin, who uh, moonlit right as a, a board member of Raytheon yeah. in a totally unrelated uh, development. Uh, he said, you know, two months after things got hot, that the goal in supporting Ukraine is to, quote, see Russia weakened to the degree that it cannot do the kinds of things that it has done in invading Ukraine. So that's, you know, from that perspective, this is a, a, a success just from the fact that we have somehow degraded Russia's military capabilities for the time being, right? Uh, because I suspect that uh, at this point, it looks like when, not if, when uh, Russia emerges much more victorious from this conflict on the Ukrainian side, uh, I suspect that they're going to be investing very heavily in uh, their military industrial complex and restoring it and expanding its capabilities. Yeah. Identify them, leave the name tag I get a brush when I see blood dead bodies on the floor 
casualties of war. Casualties of war. Casualties of war. Casualties of war. Day divides the night and night divides the day. It's all hard work and no play. More than combat, it's far beyond that. Cause I gotta kill or be killed kind of attack. Areas mapped out, there be no strategy. Me and my platoon make a room wherever we go. But what are we here for? Who's on the other side of the war? Somebody give the president a call. But I hear warfare scream through the air. Back to the battlegrounds, it's war, they declare. A desert storm, let's see who reigns supreme. Something like Monopoly, a government scheme. Go to the army, be all you can be. Another dead soldier, hell no, not me. So I start letting off ammunition in every direction. A law is my only protection. But wait a minute, Saddam Hussein plays the same. And this is Asia from where I came. I'm on the wrong side, so change the target. Shooting at the general, and where's the sergeant? Blaming on John Hody Hawkins for bringing me to America. Now it's mass hysteria. I get a brush when I see blood dead bodies on the floor. Casualties of war. Casualties of war. Casualties of war. Casualties of war. The war is over, for now at least Just because they lost, it don't mean it's peace It's a long way home, it's a lot to think about Whole generation left in doubt Innocent families killed in the mist It'll be more dead people after this So I'm glad to be alive and walking Half of my platoon came home in coffins Except the general buried in the storm And bits and pieces, no need to look for them I played it slick and got away with it Picked it up so they would think they did it Now I'm home on reserves and you can bet when they call I'm going eight war Cause it ain't no way I'm going back to war When I don't know who or what I'm fighting for So I wait for terrorists to attack Every time a truck backfires I fire back I look for shelter when the plane is over me Remember Pearl Harbor, New York will be over G Kamikaze, strap the bombs No peace in the east, they won't prevent for Saddam Did I hear gunshots and thunder No time to run Cause somebody's going under Put on my fatigues and my camouflage Take control, cause I'm in charge When I snapped out of it, it was blood dead bodies on the floor Casualties of war Casualties of war Casualties of war Casualties of war The ultimate irony here is that these people call themselves pro-Ukrainian. They are pro-Ukrainian death. They are people who knowingly, because yeah. according to this article, that the United States, the UK ran joint war games with Ukraine well before this happened and knew this would happen. Great point. They knew this would happen. They all knew this would happen. We all knew this would happen. Anybody who's been paying attention to this, who understands the power dynamics at play, knew this would happen. And they said, you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it to be able to degrade Russia's military capability. It is worth it to send 50,000 Ukrainian boys to the slaughter. Yeah, that here's Aaron Mate. More proof that the U.S. sees the Ukrainians as cannon fodder. The U.S.-U.K. helped formulate a battle plan that, quote, anticipated Ukraine taking heavy losses. But they envisioned Kyiv accepting the casualties as the cost of piercing through Russia's main defensive line. Instead, after suffering major casualties, this is the Washington Post reporting the reality, Ukraine chose to stem the losses on the battlefield. So their vision required the, the Ukrainians. 
to sacrifice. Imagine that. And and this is a psyop <laughs> against the Ukrainians. So the British and the U.S. run the war games. Then they present it to the Ukrainians and say, "Look, your initial wave is going to get hit hard, but then you're going to penetrate through the minefields, and you're going to come in with, you know, artillery, electronic warfare, and then you're going to have all these reinforcements that are going to gain ground." The Ukraine, and that was never going to happen. So they just tricked the Ukrainians into dying more. They tricked the Ukrainians and they tricked all of their audiences into believing that not only was it possible, it was likely, and we should just keep sending them more weapons to make it even more likely. And, and, and the, you know, the really truly horrendous thing about this is that no one who is actually responsible for just feeding endless Ukrainian boys into this meat grinder, no one is going to be held accountable. Joe Biden and Victoria Nuland are never going to be you know, brought up before the ICC, despite them knowing that this would happen, them knowing, first of all, pushing Ukraine into NATO for years and years and years, creating this, you know, the, the circumstances that made this conflict inevitable. And then once they knew it was happening, then they continue just just shoveling as many, you know, just just it, it, it's horrific, just shoveling as many boys into this death trap as they can get their hands on.
Guy Hirsch put out a, a piece a couple days ago, kind of dissecting the failed Jeddah peace summit. Uh, you guys remember yeah. when yeah, 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 they yeah. decided to have a peace summit and they only invited one side? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like they're, they're just negotiating amongst themselves. Um, it was an utter failure, right? Nothing happened, and that's why the news immediately pretended that it had never happened. Uh, but Cy Hirsch said uh, that he spoke to an American intelligence official who said that, quote, Jetta was Sullivan's baby, Jake Sullivan's baby. He planned it to be Biden's equivalent of Pre President Woodrow Wilson's Versailles, the grand alliance of the free world meeting in a victory celebration after the humiliating defeat of the hated foe to determine the shape of nations for the next generation. Fame and glory, promotion and re-election. The jewel in the crown was to be Zelensky's achievement of Putin's unconditional surrender after the lightning spring offensive. They were even planning a Nuremberg-type trial at the world court with Jake as our representative. Just one more fuck up, but who's counting? 40 nations showed up, all but six looking for free food after the Odessa shutdown. Um, so you, know, you just have these scathing kind of, and, and it's not just Cy Hirsch though anymore. I, I also, I forgot to put this in the document that we were uh, collaborating on, but um, when we were talking about the, the, just the utter chaos and disarray in the Ukrainian armed forces, how they're just going out conscripting anybody they can find, uh, even The Guardian, which has been, again, like up there with Washington Post and New York Times as one of the premier cheerleaders of this proxy war. Even they, uh, four days ago, put out an article called Bribes and Hiding at Home, the Ukrainian men trying to avoid conscription. Um, yeah. And they quoted a, a factory owner in eastern Ukraine who can't get any of his workers to show up because none of them want to get thrown into the meat grinder, Right. Uh, and he said, quote, I met a guy who told me he was taken from the street. And within a week, his unit was starting to attack a village near Bakhmut. He told me, what the fuck? It is the first time I picked up a rifle. And after a week, I go to attack this village. He was shot twice, once in the arm and once in the back. And he went on to say that in Ukraine now, quote, there are two categories of people. One is already in the army and the other is too scared to go outside so as not to be conscripted. And no amount of salary will make them leave their houses. So that's that's the point we're reaching now, where it's just no longer it's a failed state, right? Um, the the kind of like trust that you need to have to be able to in the rest of your you know community to be able to go outside, that's not there anymore. Every day. 
You're tuned into Cheap Tuesdays, 11.5 UMFM. Started off with a Gray Zone reporter, Kit Clarenberg, talking about mothers that he's interviewed, or that were interviewed by the New York Times. He's talking about that article, um, that state that students are being conscripted from school, sent to their deaths with barely any training. Uh, same article talking about amputee rates, 20 to 50,000 people amputated arms and legs. Uh, which is more than World War One, depending on what stat you're counting. 41,000 Britons uh, had amputees, 67,000 Germans. So, I mean, we're certainly getting close to World War One levels. Lamb of God, follow that off uh, track. Now you've got something to die for. Uh, the lyrics that stand out for me there, send the children to the fire, sons and daughters stack the pyre, stoke the flame of the empire, live to lie another day. Gray Zone reporter, again, Kit Clarenberg on the casualties. 78% of Ukrainians know someone or is related to someone that has died. According to the New York Times, again, so take this with a huge grain of salt, the number of Ukrainian casualties is now greater than America's during the entire Vietnam War. People being conscripted against their will with not enough training, amputee centers being set up everywhere in the Ukraine to deal with the problem. Follow that up with creator, all the same blood, brackets, unity. Uh, this lyrics that stood out there, distorted truth leads you astray with time you'll come to see, deprived of the hope that was built on unity. Uh, Gray Zone reporter Wyatt Reed mentioning that even the mainstream press is now getting the idea that this whole thing is a failure. The Washington Post article admitting it, but bragging that it's part of the plan. Russia is weakened. I mean, what does that even mean? It, is that what the initial promise of this war was? Because I'm pretty sure the goals were a lot loftier than that at the outset. The way that goalposts shift in wars is always amazing. And they know they can do it because no one's paying attention and no one cares. Eric B. Eric B. and Rakim after that, Casualties of War is the track. Uh, lots to love in that song. Um, but uh, what stood out, basic training, trained for torture, take no prisoners, Prisoners and I just caught you. Addicted to murder. Send more body bags. They can't identify them. Leave the name tags. I get a rush when I see blood. Dead bodies on the floor. Casualties of war. Gray's own Wyatt Reed and Max Blumenthal talking about the same article from the Washington Post. Now saying with the American officials saying they knew there would be so many casualties, but they sacrificed them anyway. And so ministry followed that up with life is good. Um, what do you say to the best of friends when they ask what it's like? I tell them I kill everything that moves within my rifle sight. I look into the eyes of my unborn child and I tell you what I see. The same damn eyes as a day old corpse on a highway full of IEDs. And then uh, finally, Gray Zone again. Um, this is Wyatt Reed, I believe, uh, quoting Cy Hirsch and The Guardian. Um, these obnoxious plans for a peace summit and afterwards um, just showing how truly dumb the leaders of our countries are and, and like I'm actually not that smart of a person okay like I know how to use words and I know how to speak properly but but I'm not really that smart okay but even I could look at that plan the way they described it the way Cy Hirsch described it and immediately see what a load of complete horse crap that is Ukrainians um, hiding out, according to The Guardian, Ukrainians hiding out at home to avoid conscription. Sounds like a great democracy, eh? 
propaganda after that, the state lottery. Um, is this what we deserve to scrub the palace floors, to fight amongst ourselves? As we scramble for the crumbs, they spit out, frothing at the mouth about the scapegoats that they've chosen for us. Uh, just a little side note to all this and uh, completely unrelated. I don't know why I'm even bringing this up, to be honest, but uh, weapons manufacturers are seeing record profits. It's uh, extremely frustrating hearing how people on the left, quote unquote, talk about this war. Uh, they've just fallen 100% into the propaganda. Part of being a foreigner in China is that you constantly have to put up with new expats coming over here with a huge chip on their shoulders about being able to think critically, quote unquote. And I call BS on that. Critical thinking has long since disappeared in our countries, and this war is just the latest proof of it. It doesn't take a lot of effort, critical thinking, or nuance to understand what's going on here. Does all of this, that, that everything that I've played for you today and explained all of those clips from the, from the journalists, um, does this sound heroic to you? Do you ever stop to think why the U.S. is encouraging Ukraine to do this rather than doing it themselves? If the goal is to weaken Russia in a war, why isn't the U.S. sending their soldiers? Why isn't Canada sending them? Why isn't England sending them? I mean, can you imagine what the social atmosphere would be like if we were sending our own soldiers and they were all dying and getting mutilated in these numbers? The public wouldn't stand for it. And our leaders know that, which is why the bunch of cowards are encouraging this proxy war. Better to sacrifice the Ukrainian people than our own. Disgusting. Anyway, I hope you all enjoy the songs that I'm playing for you. I do try to focus on a lyrical connection more than the music itself, uh, but I'm not playing anything that I don't like, at least partly. I'm not, I don't love Lamb of God but, or Creator, but those songs were good enough if you're in the mood for them, and they're at least proficiently written songs. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy all the songs from 20 years ago that people wrote about being anti-war when it was easy to be anti-war. But since the artist community is also apparently a bunch of cowards, there aren't any current songs to play that reference some of the things going on in this war. So uh, we always have to talk about the desert and the oil and all of that stuff in the anti-war songs I play. I mean, we'll see, I guess. Maybe that'll change this, this coming year, but I'm not holding out any hope for that. So moving along uh, to the score for the week. And, uh, you know, I, whenever I'm at a bit of a loss about what to play and I haven't watched a movie recently or played a game or done anything, uh, I often find myself turning to John Zorn uh, because he's done a whole ton of what are called film works. Um, so they're not always things that actually got released. Um, and sometimes they're not for films, they're for other things. Um, but it's a series called Filmworks, and there's more than 20 of them because, of course, it's John Zorn, and, of course, there's more than 20 of them. Um, so we're going to focus on... Uh, I've done a few of them before. I have done... I mean, it's a, it's a long list, but Filmworks 21 I've played. Um, you know, I'm not going to go through all the ones I played. I just decided that's a dumb thing to do. But this will be like the fourth or the fifth one that I've done, and it's uh, Filmworks 16, Working Man's Death. And uh, we've got Ciro Baptista on percussion, Shanir Ezra Blumenkrantz on bass. Both of those guys are, are names that I know because they do some of the um, um, Book of Angels things. Some of the best of the Book of Angels are, are those two guys are players on them. Akui Mori uh, doing electronics, Jamie Saft on the electric piano and guitar, and then John Zorn himself on the organ and the gamelan. So this is a, a soundtrack 
This is reading off of Zadok here, uh, Zadok.com if you're interested. Um, Zorn's latest soundtrack is scored for percussion and electronics and features two masterful musicians who have been working with him consistently since 1981, Ciro Baptista and Ikui Mori. The subject of the film is quite remarkable, men who work in life-threatening jobs, and the settings jump from Java to China, Nigeria to the Ukraine, and so does the music. Steaming sulfur mines, the bloodbaths of a brutal slaughterhouse, these are just a few of the scenes that are evoked in this unique score that blends dynamic rhythms with ambient soundscapes. Couldn't have said it better myself except for the point of uh, his most recent score. This is from 2005 now already, so it's uh, quite a while ago. So, anyway, thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back here next week, 10 to 11 p.m. So tune in. Take care of yourselves.